Welcome to the Creators Are Brands podcast. I am your host, Tom Boyd, Tommy Tickets, Tommy Two-Tone. Today, we're going to talk about the one rule for short-form creators. The one rule for short-form creators that has nothing to do with your hooks, with trends, or with the algorithm. But we're going to learn how to create content in a way that is sustainable, that is enjoyable, that we can use to capture attention, build trust with a specific audience, and create a catalog of content that we're proud of <laughs> and this is inspired by a short form a short video that I actually made I said one person one step ahead one message and one emotion and I'm going to break those down I, I altered it a little bit so I, I had four in those top one rules but I, I I ended up making it just three but then after those three I'm going to add more one rules to the list that you can think about as you're creating short form content that you're actually proud of. And this is for creators who do more of the talking head style videos, uh, like teaching lessons, storytelling, stuff like, like I do. Uh, but I think creators across the board can relate to most of these concepts in some way, shape or form. All right. So let's get into it. One person talk to one person. What do I mean by that? I think a lot of people make watered down content because they think about like thousands of people seeing it. In reality, the way that this content will be consumed is one person on their smartphone that is engaging with this. So in your mind, who is that ideal one person? Who is that person that you're you're trying to serve with this content? It could be a version of you two years ago, but it's important to have that person in mind because when they see that, they're gonna say, this person is talking to me. They're talking directly to me. And if you if you've received that that feedback before, it's probably because you you had that in mind. Like you had a specific person, a specific pain point that you were trying to solve for a, one person. Coincidentally, it ends up connecting with a lot of people <laughs> when you do it that way. I, I wouldn't. Pro, coincidentally, probably isn't the word. Uh, it. it it's probably just a direct result of the the focus of the messaging and that gets us into the next one is is one step ahead the thing that holds a lot of creators back is that they feel like they're not an expert they feel like they don't have the accolades they didn't go to college for this they don't have like the you know any any certification to to be teaching this subject and one of the best ways that I've, I've, I've heard about this taught is that you don't need to be a professional baseball player to teach a middle schooler how to swing a baseball bat. You need to be one step ahead. You just need to know how to swing that baseball bat. You could be in high school and know how to teach this subject to someone. You don't need to be world-class at this. In fact, a lot of people that are world-class, that are the best in the world, are so removed from the subject, from that point of the beginner's mindset, that they don't know how to teach it. So you might be better off because you're closer to it. You're more connected with what that beginner needs. So all you need to do is be one step ahead and you're qualified. Number three, one message. Can this whole video be summed up by one phrase? Can this whole video be summed up by one phrase? So there's this book called Get to the Point, and it's a wonderful book that uh, helps you think about how you deliver the words that, you, that you're speaking. And what you realize is a lot of people are just saying words. Not many people actually are saying a message, a clear, 
point. So there's three things that he breaks down and he does a lot better job than me at doing it. So he says, there's three things you need to think about. So when you make your point, you say this thing, maybe I say, um, creating a podcast is the best format for creators because it's sustainable. You can batch record it and you get to connect with people. Now, if I say, I believe that, can you finish the sentence? So you, can you take that point I just said and say, I believe that. I believe that starting a podcast, yes, you can. Uh, that, so that, that, that hits that one test, that one filter that he talks about when are you actually making a point. Two, is there a reasonable counterpoint? So a lot of people say stuff because they, they want to be in the middle. They don't want to ruffle feathers. Uh, and this is a this is an, an important one. A lot of people skip over. Is there an, a, a when you create a video? Is there a reasonable counterpoint? Is there something that people could contest that? Right. Like if not, it's not making people think. It's not making people feel anything. It's not. It's you're probably not even saying anything that people don't already know or haven't already like figured out themselves. So is there a reasonable counterpoint? That that's a that's a, the next filter. And the third one is why why is why like what does this mean to me? So when we talk about that initial person who you're talking to, why is this story, this idea, this lesson important for them? Like how is this going to make their experience? better. Those are the three things that you need to consider when you're coming up with your messaging in your video. Does it hit these things? Does it, does it, can someone say, I believe that and it makes sense? Is there a counterpoint? And does your audience know why this is important specifically for them? Okay. So that is the, the, the most, the, the top three. And then the, the, we have the next ones here. And I, and I moved the, the fourth one was one feeling. And I love that. I love the idea of putting an emotion into your video. But I realized it's not as easy to like, like for me, it's, it's more of like a mindset. Like I want someone to feel inspired and feel connected, feel entertained in some way, shape or form. But it's harder for me to like put a finger on exactly how to do that. And sometimes it's really just your personality. It's your delivery. It's your tonality in the video. Um, a lot of my content, like I want people to feel curious. Uh, like, you know, I want them to like, I want to pique their interest of like, oh, maybe that could work for me. And, and I, I don't know how to actually art. It's like more just like a mindset that I have when I'm making my videos. Okay. But, but we will touch on that a little bit later in the video. We're going to break down more rules of ones, right? More rules of ones for this, for this purpose here. And I think the, so the first couple are all mindset stuff. The second half, a little bit more on the technical and like just actual little, little uh, elements that you want to add into your, your content. Let's rock it. This is the one question that you should ask yourself. This is inspired from a book. I think it's called Lead with Love or Lead from Love or something like that. Um, I'll put it in the show notes. Uh, but it's it, the question is, with all the resources that I have access to, regardless of what anyone else is or isn't doing, how can I make a positive impact on this project? So with everything that I have access to, how can I make the best video possible? That's a question as a creator that we always need to be asking ourselves because we might have more opportunity. We might have more resources. We might uh, only have our cell phone and earbuds. So like with that constraint, 
how do we make this the best project, regardless of what anyone else is or isn't doing? How can I deliver this message in a way that it makes the mo- brings the most value to the audience? That's a that's a guiding question. the The next rule of one is one you. A company is successful to the extent it does something that other companies can't do. Peter Thiel. With that in mind, the growth vector for a company of one is hugely influenced by how authentically you behave. That is from the book, A Company of One. Escape competition through authenticity, Naval Ravikant. There are a million courses, million YouTube channels, million podcasts, blogs, websites, books, events, training on building online businesses, on creating online, on putting your ideas out there, on your specific niche, whatever it is. But you, your voice is what makes yours different, your unique experience. You are the X factor of your content. And an additional note is what is obvious to you is not always obvious to someone that isn't you. So your skill sets, your experience, like all of like the, the context of, of like, you know, everything that got you to where you are now, that is what makes you different. That, that is what people want in their content. That should be an empowering thing. We look at all the people, we think I'm different than them. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's why it's going to work. One goal. So a lot of people have a lot of different goals, pointing them different, different, different directions. I think for your content, you should try to focus on one keystone goal and continue to ask, is this moving me towards that? Is this, moving, is this action moving me towards that or is it moving me away from that? One distraction. <laughs> so the, all the other things we're adding, this is we're going to remove. We're going to remove, but one distraction. All great work comes from our ability to focus. If that's true, then concentrated effort is a superpower, and the biggest enemy is distraction. Write down three things that are distracting you from focusing on your work, on your most important work. What's one of them that you can work on removing in the next 30 days? Sometimes distractions don't even look like distractions. It's us saying, oh, I need to read another book before I start. I need one more book. That might be a distraction. Like it's... Also, you know, a form of procrastination, but it's distracting you from actually moving you towards that goal. And if you're like me, social media is at the top of that distraction list. You need to create a system for how you engage with social media, for how you use it and not let it use you. Imagine every time you check social media, someone is stealing an opportunity from you because that's what it is. It's pulling you from your focus, your superpower. It's stealing food off your table. Imagine that. Right. Like if someone was actually stealing food off your table, you would protect it. You would figure out a system for how to not let that happen. You would block it. I used to think, oh, I'm missing out on what's working if I don't go on social media. Like I need to I need to know what's going on. Trust me, you do not need to mindlessly scroll randomly throughout the day to, to figure out what's popping on the Internet. Like you're a pro. Like you get this. You need 10 to 15 minutes. Make, you know, put it in your know, on your calendar each day, like maybe there's a little reminder. All right, go on social media for, for 10 to 15 minutes and use it in a way where it's moving you towards your goals. So you're looking at it as a producer through the producer lens, not the consumer end. What can I borrow to make 
my product better. And sometimes, sometimes that might water down your product. It might confuse you. It might be like, oh, they're doing that, and then you try to incorporate it. But it's it's kind of better to not just avoid what what what's popping online and continue to do you. So you might not even need those ten to fifteen minutes. Scrolling is stealing from your future. Scrolling is stagnating your reach. Scrolling is stopping all forward motion. Figure out a way to cut out the scrolling. One connection. Value each connection. See each video engagement as a human response. So we're so tied to this idea that it's like, oh, it's views, it's likes, it's shares, it's engagements, it's all these metrics on the creator dashboard that like I have to, I have to abide by. But it's people, it's people that we're connecting with in this content. Get in the habit of valuing this connection you are creating. When you're attuned to the impact you're creating for each individual, you create a loop of intellectual capital that gives you a competitive edge over other creators. It actually, it actually makes you more confident about the content you create too. Like I, like, like when I'm talking to a brand, I'm like, yo, no, I, I know who I'm talking to. You know, if you want to do a brand deal on my page, you better pay, you better come correct because I'm not just looking at this as little metrics that like will make you happy. I'm talking to my people over here. Right, and if you want me to talk to my people and tell them about your thing, you're going to have to come correct. One feeling. So we talked about this before. One feeling, one emotion. What is one emotion that you want people to experience with this video? Pick one and avoid complicating it. People are more likely to share something if it's positive or makes them laugh or intellectually engage with the content. Who is that one person you're talking to and what would make them experience joy, inspired, connected, empowered, curious, excited? Pick one. Pick one to filter your ideas through. Again, like that's like harder to put a finger on, but it's like a good mindset to have with your content. One giggle. When your audience can learn and laugh at the same time, the laughter dominates their conscious mind while creating a stimulating yet enjoyable experience and the learning slips into their unconscious mind. I stole this from someone. I don't know what, what I stole this from, but that is not the, the way I write. So I know that I stole this from someone. I've been putting together this like list for a while now. So I think that this one came from someone's like freebie or download or something. So when your audience can learn and laugh at the same time, the laughter dominates their conscious mind while creating a stimulating yet enjoyable experience and the learning slips into their unconscious mind. When you develop a taste for humor, you crack the code to an audience's emotional safe and the information becomes sticky and memorable. Yeah, I think that was like from someone's, uh, so, someone made like a freebie on how to create viral content and I and their strategy was adding humor into it and and, and I think that's so true uh, I mean the content that I enjoy the most maybe it's just anecdotally is is people that are funny people that uh, you know lighten the mood a little bit like that like, don't take themselves too seriously so if you can work in one giggle one little moment for someone to just you know feel like you're not taking yourself too seriously I, I think that it, it, uh, it helps your content become a little bit more sticky a little bit more memorable okay so one quirk your awkwardness is gold your awkwardness is gold own your awkward what is something that only you can get away with? Kelly Stamps, the YouTuber. She used to walk into her videos with a spatula. 
Why would she do that? I don't know, but it was memorable. I it stuck with me. Like I like I I, I see like can see her coming in. I'm like, why you got a spatula? Like that's something only a YouTuber. That's something only her. Like you know, it, like you can't really force that. Like it was something she was just feeling in the moment, and that was like one quirk about her content that that made it a little bit more sticky. Matt Diavella used to joke about his biceps. Casey Neistat he used to joke about his glasses. You know, like how banged up they were, and you know, all, like like what is a quirk? Like what is unique to you how can you add a, a flair of quirkiness embrace those things that make you uniquely you one beast so this is a uh, a framework for storytelling that has been extremely valuable to me so in talking head content in in this podcast i i use this on a consistent basis so the idea is this like everyone says storytelling like tell stories like what is a story right so a story is uh you know a lot of people you know talk about like the setup the the conflict the resolution like all, all of that in different ways and this uh in the book oh, what was the book how to pitch anything uh he talks about telling stories in in um in settings where he's pitching ideas to companies and he talks about how powerful stories are and like everyone knows how powerful stories are and he, this is the framework that he provided in that that like has probably been the most impactful for me as far as like understanding how to create my own stories so he said throw a man in the jungle throw beasts after him and describe his actions to get out to safety so if you break this down throw a man in the jungle that's the context that's all right, what's going on? Who are the players? Uh, like, you know, where are we? Uh, like, what am, what am I looking at here? That's the context. Throw beast after him. That's the conflict. That's the, okay, like, what's the challenge here? What is the, uh, what like, what? Do I need to get out of my way? Like, what is what are we troubleshooting? What is what is in his way of getting what he wants? Then the story, like the describe his actions, he gets to safety. So it might be three actions. Three, like da, 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 he did this. Like he, he he cut the you know he made some booby traps. He uh, he climbed the, the jungle trees. Right, right. This is all a metaphor for like things in your story that would describe this person's how a person is is getting out of this jungle getting away from these beasts and getting to safety that's a story structure that has helped me the, the book is great how to pitch anything by Orrin Clough that is a that is a structure that like when you're writing your your scripts when you're um when you're coming up with ideas, say, how can I filter through that thing? It's like, what is the jungle? Who are the beasts in this jungle? And then what are the actions to get away and out and to safety away from these beasts? That is the core story structure format that I think about as I'm creating content. One at a time. How do you build a house? One brick at a time. <laughs> Each video is a brick. Place, place that brick as perfectly as you possibly can. 100. Aim for 100. I work in seasons of 10 in the process of building a catalog of 100. So after 10 videos, assess what's working, assess what's not, assess where your brand is going, uh, assess like, you know, areas where you were like, I don't really feel that style of content. I don't, I could improve this way, right? Each 10 videos is just one of the seasons as you build your creative muscle towards your 100 videos. 100 videos seems to be the sweet spot for where creators really find their voice too. I, I think, you know, you're experimenting those first hundred, those first 10 seasons. Noah Kagan talks about this in his role of 100. Uh, Roberto Blake says that you should find pride in creating a catalog over the idea of a viral video. Like that is, that is where you actually learn 
what your creator brand is, your voice, your style on camera, like how you want to tell stories, what your quirks are, uh, like, you know, all of this, all of the ones that I talked about here, that's where you can test those things. And 1% better, 1% better. Look at each video and acknowledge your improvements. So look at your videos one and just say like, like what was like that one comment that made my day? Like, like you have to remind yourself of those wins. The world is always reminding us of what we need, what we're not good at, we, you know, areas where we're not enough. But it's important to develop confidence as you create, as you build this catalog and highlight the wins for you. You don't have to shout them to the world, but you know, maybe once a week, just look at them and say, hey, like, like what were some wins from the content that I had this week that, that like I was getting 1% better at? And, and that will you'll, that'll create momentum for the next content. And then you can look at those previous 10 videos and say like, you know, where, where do I need to focus in my next 10 videos? Maybe it's, you know, uh, maybe there's like one area in the next 10 videos that you want to focus on. Uh, it could be getting more creative with the captions. Maybe it's getting to the point quicker. Maybe it's uh, working on the, the, the hooks. I know we weren't going to talk about hooks, but like maybe like um, for your purposes, you know that you could improve at them and, and you want to come in a little stronger. So you want to improve that area. When we try to improve all areas at the same time, it can feel overwhelming. Like we're trying to like do all these things at once. Like if you're working on you know, if, if you're a basketball player, right, like it's hard to get better at, you know, all of the different moves, the dribbling, the, the, the hooks, the, the shots, the, the, you know, the, the, the style of, you know, learning the different um, like pick and roll moves, right? Like, like each week you're probably focusing on one area to improve your game because if you try to do it all at once, like everything just gets a little bit better. So what I say is focus for the next 10 videos on one specific area that you want to improve in. Let's say it's the captions. Then you just, you master that. You do a great job of that. The next 10 videos, the next season, another area. And then after 100 videos, you have 10 new things now, now in your creator toolkit that make you that much better. And if you like one thing in this podcast, please share it with a friend that is a creator who might find value in it as well. Or share it one time to your Instagram stories. I appreciate you greatly. Thank you for listening to the Creators Our Brands podcast. Have a wonderful, inspired day.